2: Welcome back to Marloney Foria, and Mega. We're down here at Fenway Park, and we're joined by Amy Chung and Dr. Hal Bernstein. Thank how you is. so much for joining us, guys. Amy, I want to start with you. So I read a little bit about your story, and when you received your diagnosis, you say you were at the healthiest point. You felt the healthiest you ever had in your life. You were in the middle of training for a marathon. So how did you go from training for a marathon to receiving this life-altering diagnosis um
0: sure i mean I, th- I think that it feels like a lifetime ago um that was back in 2015 um, when i was first diagnosed with early stage cancer and i was I, re- I still remember i was training for mile 18 and i felt great and then i just happened to cough unre- i think unrelated to cancer and i was like oh this is kind of funky <laughs> what is this i'm feeling um and i still finished the training run um, and I was able to finish that marathon before the first uh, chemo treatment that I had. Wow. What marathon was that? Um, that was the Mount Desert Island Marathon up in Maine. Oh, wow. So how do you end up in the in the hands of this good-looking guy, Dr. Hal Bernstein? <laughs> how does how does he come into your life? <laughs> so my primary care doctor says, I'm going to get you into the Brigham right away. From there, they're going to do some tests, and then we'll figure out what it is. And uh, once they confirmed through the biopsy that it was cancer, then um, they basically said, all right, well, call Dana Farber, uh, make an appointment. And I called, and I was just given um, Dr. Hal. <laughs> the <laughs> gift. The gift. It really, it really was. Um, so he's been my doctor for the last seven years, um, never have had any sort of a hesitation uh, with... Um, Dr. Hal and getting the best treatment from him. So, Dr. Hal,
2: uh, when you're treating someone with breast cancer like Amy, and sh- a patient comes in and says, Well, I just finished a marathon in the middle of receiving my diagnosis, having such a healthy background like Amy had, does that really, I think a lot of us would like to feel like we could control a little bit of something that happens with us when we receive a diagnosis like that. Had she set herself up for any kind of, I guess, a step forward in treatment or success by being in the health that she was in.
1: Well, Amy is pretty extraordinary, uh, no matter what uh, marathon mile we're at. So caring for people like her is always easier. There's no doubt that being in better physical shape makes some of the treatments easier to get through. Chemotherapy and other treatments that Amy's endured over the years can be very taxing. And so being strong and fit and healthy going into it certainly can make it uh, an easier experience. Unfortunately, like many people, cancer struck her sort of out of the blue and she'd taken fantastic care of herself then and and still. And despite that, um, cancer reaches out and you know you see this all the time in news stories people all over the world are affected by cancer and it's one of the reasons that working at a place like dana farber is so compelling so amy unfortunately you're a uh, two-time cancer patient what was it like you'd been through it once and probably thought okay i've come out the other what is the second time like
0: the second time it's you know it's just stunning um and especially because I was uh, diagnosed with recurrence um, for stage four of breast cancer during the beginning of the pandemic when there was so much uncertainty. Yep. And, you know, the second time around is different. I think being stage four is a complete game changer, of course. Like, you think about um, things in a completely different way. Um, but it, it's funny. It's sort of like with all the experience I had from the first time around, it doesn't totally prepare you for the second time around either. So where are we
1: at now, Dr. Hal? So the good news in the treatment of advanced cancers is we have a growing toolbox with more and more tools in it, and one of the reasons Amy is with me today is she's been on a clinical study where we're looking at two of the hottest innovations in cancer treatment right now. A group of drugs called antibody drug conjugates, which are like smart bombs, where you take an antibody that directs the chemotherapy to the tumor cells. And in her case, this is a clinical trial where we are pairing that with immunotherapy, using the body's immune system to help attack cancer cells. So um, it's an exciting study. It's an exciting time for the field, and yet we still need more and more tools because um, cancers are clever, and they have a way of figuring out over time how to sneak around all the treatments we're offering people. So the hope is that we can get better and better, and programs like this are so important for helping us do the clinical trials work, which really moves the field forward so that in the months and years to come, for Amy and for others, we'll have all sorts of new approaches. So, Amy, we share a common bond. I was reading a little bit about you. Um, You like to eat. So um, what do you like to eat? I saw you like to cook, too, but I don't like to do that as much as folks. What do you like to cook? What do you like to eat?
0: Um, I think the better question is what don't I like to eat? <laughs> Same. Um, so, I mean, I will eat it all. Um, give me noodles. Give me barbecue. Give me rice. Um, I don't know, brunch. Like, they're really, like, I'm just a, a total foodie, which sometimes can be hard when I'm in the middle of, uh, you know, this clinical trial where it, it can have some rough days. But when I have my good days, I make sure to be well-nourished. <laughs>
2: We, uh, Dr. Howe, we just talked to another doc about immunotherapy uh, and the treatment that he'd seen in lung cancer. With immunotherapy, how rapidly are we seeing, I guess, progress in that particular field of treatment?
1: It's been an extraordinary five or seven years now of immunotherapy where in lung cancer, melanoma, bladder cancer, uh, renal cell carcinoma, kidney cancer, uh, there's just been extraordinary progress made. And we're seeing this now in breast cancer as well. So uh, initially in a subset of breast cancers called triple negative breast cancer and now more broadly in other kinds of breast cancer, we're beginning to see powerful evidence that harnessing the immune system in this way can improve the outcomes for patients with both early stage and with recurrent breast cancer. It's really been an extraordinary clinical research span and everybody across the institute is excited about this Hmm. well this is
0: great we're excited for you guys to come by and and we're excited for the opportunity we have to raise as much money as possible so if you can tell amy if you can tell the everybody listening right now how important it is for them to donate to this unbelievable cause what, what would you say to them well, we have a phrase among um, friends of mine that also have uh, stage 4 breast cancer, and it's stage 4 needs more. We need all the research dollars we can get. Being on a clinical trial is um, giving me a, a longer lifespan for sure, um, and so that's why we need everyone uh, to participate and donate. Stage
1: 4, we need more. Yes. love it. Stage 4 <laughs> needs four more. Needs Let's go. more.
0: I love that, Amy. Step well, up to the plate. Amy, Dr. Howell, thank you so
2: much for joining us today, guys. Thanks,
0: Thanks
1: for nice. hosting
2: us. Thank you.